2: plushcare.com slash weight loss guys 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 okay first of all Okay,
1: nine one fucking one papa
2: nine one one my biggest enemy is walking a dog at night guys okay
1: literally who did who did this to gaga and her dog walker i'm not okay after this journey Pray, pray for Gaga, hashtag justice for Koji, hashtag find Gustav, hashtag $500,000. So
2: yes, so if you didn't hashtag know the news, no questions asked. we woke up today with the news that Lady Gaga, who's in Italy filming her Gucci movie, which I can't wait for
1: can't wait. She's also a brunette now. She yeah. was just pictured with a brunette locks and like a leopard print dress showing some leg walking from like a car to a building. That's
2: all I need Gaga to do is just walk from car to I live,
1: that gave me another day of purpose on this planet.
2: Gaga's, if you are a fan of Gaga or follow her on social media, you know that she's a proud French bulldog mom and is obsessed with her French bulldogs. Her She like, has three. And she calls them, like, piggies. Like, she's a, she loves them, and there's just photos of them, like, grazing in her incredible compound in Malibu and like, the magic hour sun. Like, they're just perfect dogs.
1: They are piggies.
2: They're little pigs. It's really it's a sad story. Her dog walker was walking the dogs on Sunset in Sierra Bonita, which is right near me. Last night, Simon and I were like, why are there so many helicopters? Because there's always something fucking going on in Hollywood. Can we lit, like, the helicopters are always above our apartment. We're just in like mm-hmm. an area of like your ground, ground zero for, for helicopter.
1: Stuff. Yes. Investigating crime.
2: But I was like this. There's news. There's some there's a lot of news. I was like, there's something going on. And then citizens said that someone had been shot. And I was like, oh, that's sad. That, but that's been happening a lot. So it's kind of like just another night in Hollywood. Well, this morning turns out it's Gaga's dog walker got shot four times in the chest. He's still alive, which is incredible. Thank God. Thank God he's alive. And her dogs were napped. They were dog napped, taken away. And Gaga's offering a five hundred thousand dollar reward for anyone who can give them for- find information or find the dogs,
1: or just like return the dog, or return
2: the dog. Like she's basically paying a ransom of half a million dollars. Which, if you had her money, why wouldn't you? I'd go a million.
1: Yeah, I'd go full million. I'd go one million each. I'd say no questions asked. I will leave like a briefcase with a bodyguard at this location and you just show up and give him the dogs. He'll give you the briefcase. Ca- all cash, unmarked bills. Never talk about Take it again. Take it. Never talk about it again. It's fine. Just give me my dogs back.
2: But like these are, this is a tr- literally Corella Deville shit. Like this is a true like celebrity dogs are like ver- are hot commods in the crime. Well, community. Well, also French bulldogs.
1: Are like very coveted. And they're also, I mean, they're incredibly expensive dogs to get in the first place. Like, I feel like they're like two to 3K just to get like a real cute, healthy one. But then also, I feel like they're classic dogs to kidnap. But this tapped into one of my absolute worst fears that I've thought of multiple times when taking Tony out for like his last walk of the night. Cause I'm like, what if someone like, He's really cute. Like he's truly the cutest pug, maybe in the world. If you're listening, you're trying to dognap. I'm gonna get a gun. So don't think about <laughs> it. <laughs> she will. Laura would kill. I for will Tony. fucking. I will. So then I'm like, what would I do? Like if someone approached me and tried to take him away from me, I'd say you're gonna have to kill us both.
2: <laughs> hey, listen. You're gonna dogs have are to people's children. Me.
1: And pry this dog out of my cold, dead hand. Tony's
2: your son. And these dogs were clearly Gaga's kids because she doesn't have kids. And it's like, you know, my questions are like, was it targeted? Was it someone that is it sort of a Kim K situation of like they they were following her in social media and like kind of casing him or was it just what is someone that, just like, saw? I don't
1: understand what you're going to get out of selling a, these Frenchies. Like. I don't know. People are desperate. Grown people, grown people are want desperate.
2: Like... I think but people
1: want like Frenchy puppies. So is are you trying to sell them like as Gaga's on the dark web as Gaga's French Maybe. bulldogs and have someone make like like pay you what like ten k? Yeah,
2: and like one people like I,
1: I don't want. I would not want to even if I was desperate for a dog. I wouldn't want to buy someone else's stolen dogs.
2: A famous person, especially. A
1: famous person's (laughs) stolen, fully grown dogs would not appeal to me, just like from a.
2: This is not just like this is Lady Got. And I'm not just saying this because I'm like a a little monster, but like. You're a little monster. But this (laughs) is like, she is like one of the most famous people in the world. So it's like, you're going to get. People are going to, people will probably find out that if you have these dogs that.
1: Yeah, and you also you can't brag about no, it. No, you can't unless be like unless you guys, are just I... enmeshed in such a life of crime that like you and your friends do things like this all the time and are like, but which I wouldn't put past some rich people. Like,
2: yeah, people people are weird right now. People
1: are really crazy. And, but give and, the fucking dogs back. You're gonna make more money just giving the dogs back. No,
2: that's a she. She played that will. right.
1: Yeah, but like selling that.
2: I was just thinking
1: at least they saved one
2: i didn't realize miss asia. that where were they yeah Miss there Asia. Were three
1: dogs yeah miss asia
2: oh that she got with taylor kinney
1: <sighs>
2: he probably was worried because that's his <laughs> i think, they have, her I think for sure. they have joint they have custody like
1: oh yeah so miss asia was recovered so <laughs> where was that she? is like some
2: <laughs> like where was she
1: I don't know, but she's a star because I was looking at all the paparazzi photos of, like, the cops rescuing her, <laughs> and she truly has, like, it's giving me um, Patty Hearst, like, oh. survivor vibes. Like, Miss Asia, like, I need a movie about Miss Asia's, like, horrible trauma of, like, her brothers being stolen and, like, her running to freedom, but now living is like,
2: a solo dog oh my god was she just like she's really she's
1: serving like she's serving glamour she's serving survivor she's serving victim energy in these like gorgeous pop photos of her and sometimes she knows how lucky she was
2: she knows that mama is gonna be happy
1: yeah if i were gogs i would fucking put miss asia on a private plane and be flying her to rome to be with me oh and her
2: her dog walker identified as Ryan Fisher. Look how cute he is.
1: I know. He's like a nice Just guy. This, like, sweet gay.
2: Oh. Oh my god, but Gaga will probably like pay for his recovery and
1: Yeah. I mean Oh my god, god be... look at Miss Asia! <laughs> look at her! I'm looking <laughs> I, at the recovery. Her in the cops Holy in like the sh- cop's arm. She's wrapped in a blanket. Like she truly is serving. She's giving us a glamorous survivor moment. Look at her. Being thrust into the back of an awaiting escalade is how I hope to be rescued from an attempted kidnapping.
2: Oh, my God. Wow. Look at her. She's a proud bolt. She's a proud Frenchie. Mm -hmm. She looks a little scared.
1: She should be. She just witnessed, like, an absolute trauma.
2: Oh, these photos of her. How did she get... <laughs> how did they find her?
1: I don't know. She fucking escaped and got the hell out oh. of there.
2: I, guys, oh, Guys, I'm going to start crying. Wait, that
1: is literally, like, the I'm shot. making that my phone background.
2: Oh, my God, Laura. This, these pictures.
1: <laughs> I know. It's heartbreaking. But hopeful. And I pray that Koji and Gustav are found. Or returned. Miss
2: Asia, she knows her worth. And she's like, I'm going home to mom.
1: Mm hmm. She's a fucking fighter.
2: <sighs> anyway, I, I'm wishing Gaga, I'm sending her love and peace. And I hope, I hope her dog walker recovers. And you know it's hard out there people are really i think people are just the pandemic has made people desperate and we're all everyone's strapped for cash and it's just a lot of hardship going on and it's no excuse at all but i'm just saying i think it's made people like it's heightened people's stakes but and i don't know if did they just i see this like guy walking these like plush looking pups and was like i'm gonna fucking nap them or maybe was he following them because of social media? That's what I want to know.
1: I think I need to get a stun gun. I think that's like the next step for me.
2: Yeah, you need a. You just need like a.
1: I don't want to shoot bow. anyone. A gun feels like way too much. Like I just don't feel comfortable with that at this point. But I have been like I've had a craving to purchase a weapon of some sort. So I think a stun gun feels <laughs> right. Just ready. like a self-defense weapon feels correct to me as a single woman with a precious dog that i would your actually... dog is i mean tony is tony is the crown jewel of it's scary we have los angeles i remember
2: when i was there was a michael vick who was in you know he was with the eagles Dog and fighting he was his ring was they were dog napping sweet like smaller dogs from their yards in South oh God, in the area God. and using them as bait to like rip that the they would practice like ripping the dogs to to shreds trigger oh warning and logan <laughs> logan would be in the backyard and i and we i was like shit like that's my fear that someone's going to swipe my sweet pooch my sweet sh- i know my sweet beloved schnoodle Who's now in dog heaven. But like that was scary.
1: I literally could not. You know
2: I think about Tony. I think about Simon's dog Mango. Who's also like a sweet.
1: An angel. Baby
2: potato. Who's like a plush prince. What. Where's. Where's their justice. I'm
1: going to get my leg sawed off. And then just an automatic rifle. Rifle sawed on to it. Yeah. So that if anyone approaches me. I can just merely lift my leg. Rose McGowan style. And take them out.
2: Yeah, you're gonna like.
1: <laughs> you're gonna go. I kind of walk a little bit weird because one leg is a rifle and one leg's a regular leg. But you might not know because I wear like a baggy pant or a sweatpant. But if you approach and try and take Tony away, I will blow you the fuck away with my rifle leg. Right? I need a body modification. Like. That's, like, first the stun gun and then the appropriate body modification to where, my like, an extension of my body is just a self-defense weapon. I just go...
2: God, the drama (laughs) of, like, a Hollywood kidnap... Like, these little porky baby... Okay, now I have to stop because I'm getting into, like...
1: No, it's, like, too much.
2: Just that shot of her in the car...
1: There's a shot of Miss Asia in like the front car seat looking bereft.
2: But also like But glad to be rescued. Yeah. Yeah. And the bodyguard has his hand on her. (sighs) Prayers
1: for Koji and Gustav. Just return the dogs. It's way better that way.
2: I know. I hope yeah, I hope You
1: get five hundred K. It's chill. But how do you give five hundred thousand dollars to someone else? Without like exposing them as a, uh... if I was one of the girlfriends or boyfriends or like family member of the dog nappers, I would just like I would give them up immediately. I
2: turn their asses in. A dog, it's like a yeah. dog. I mean, he also o- put- almost killed a human, so it's like I know we need to so also like, remember that that there's a human like in the hospital.
1: But that's it. Like, how do you like? It seems impossible to. T- both turn the dogs back in, get the money, and then get away with shooting someone. Yeah. So that's where things get a little dicey. Yeah. Well, we'll stay tuned. We'll be following this story <laughs> closely. I will no longer be walking my prints.
2: No, I'm like a, I'm hour. actually going to start crying.
1: No, I am too. I'm like very close to starting my period and it's a heavy duty emotional journey when I... I'm around this time. My hormones are raging and I truly you... like, can't <laughs> think of anything worse than getting your dogs taken away. I
2: send you strength. Also, yeah. Fuck. Okay.
1: I mean, there are obviously lots of worse things that could happen than that. But like for people that, whose dogs are all they have, what? there is nothing worse.
2: It's just, it's just so, it's all just so fucked, like just a spectacle. Well, prayers to Gaga.
1: I hope her dog walker recovers. Yeah,
2: and I hope the kidnappers get... Those
1: other pups are found, yeah. get
2: ...served a sweet, sweet slice of justice.
1: I hope the monster, little monsters, rise up and find whoever did this. I believe that they could. Yeah. I think that you can't get away with anything these days. I'll find them. There's so much security footage and, like, social media and like investigators like i think that they will be found i trust that they will be found
2: i trust i trust the power of little monsters one of them is a hacker
1: absolutely
2: hell i'm gonna look for them i'm gonna keep my eye out for them today when i'm because i live roaming the street i live really close can i i just i can't believe like I went to bed last night being like, I wonder what that was tonight. And then it's fucking, it's Lady Gaga's dog walker. Like, it's crazy. LA. Life is insane. Tinseltown, I tell you.
1: Hollywood. Just another Hollywood tale.
2: Just another Hollywood tale.
1: <sighs>
2: Speaking of Hollywood drama, guys, I'm Carrie.
1: I'm Laura. And you're listening and you're to. you're listening to. Sexy. Sexy unique. Unique.
2: Podcast, Podcast. salty Salty Utah Utah queens, queens.
1: Queens. I just googled. How much is a stun gun? And the first thing that came up is how much is a stun gun at Walmart? And I'm happy to tell you all that a a stun gun, a Sabre tactical stun gun with an LED flashlight is a mere $19.99.
2: $19?
1: It's literally $20 to save the life of your pooches.
2: Damn. Well.
1: I want to get a 9 million volt stun gun. Unfortunately, that one's out of stock. But that's also 1997, so actually cheaper than the original stun gun.
2: Holy shit.
1: But now that I'm looking at them, I feel like the LED flashlight... Oh my god, there's a pink one. (laughs) The LED flashlight is key. This one is a strong pain-inducing model for self-defense with a wrist strap holster warranty and free training video. Yeah. And an LED light's crucial for disorienting your attacker. And then you've stunned the fuck out of them and run with your pooch to safety.
2: Dog nappers, be warned, don't fuck with Tony Shane Halls.
1: Literally don't.
2: Because you're going to get. You're going get... you
1: to get. You will get stunned. <laughs> you will first see lights and be like, where am I? What's happening? And then you will get a 9 million volt of stun. Right to your fucking balls, <laughs> and <laughs> I literally don't give a fuck.
2: No, I, I'm, I support you, and I.
1: Any, I want uh, some stun gun testimonials from listeners. Do you have one? What brands do you yeah. recommend?
2: Stun gunner, the stun gun community, reach out.
1: Stun, where's my stun gun hive? We gather, we ride tonight. We gather, we stun.
2: We needed some stun guns on this Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion set. Like they're... Honestly,
1: we do, because people were out of control, people and by people, I just out. mean Heather. Heather was... Heather has earned a place in my enemy portal, and she will remain there until she earns my trust again, Meredith style.
2: Someone sent me this guy who's like an empath or something. Jamie. Yeah. Jamie Stein. Yeah. His
1: read. He's been on the pod before. What up, Jamie? Jamie Hive. We gather, we read. I'm a new and Stan. I just followed him. He his breakdown of Heather's behavior was so accurate Mm -hmm. and it was a great read. She was just
2: like, she was kind of all over the place. She was crying at other people's. I was just like kind of making everything about her. Yeah. Uh, I just
1: wrote shut up, Heather multiple times,
2: (laughs) but the real star and I, and I, I eat my words because the real star turns out, Sealed the deal in the very last few minutes, Meredith Marks, the true star of the show, really. I think she blew me the fuck away in this episode, and I am fully a Meredith head.
1: Quiet queen. A
2: quiet... Silence is golden. (laughs) It is. Silence speaks volumes.
1: Only Meredith could look good in that Halloween tuxedo dress. Yeah. But she's killing it. Her haircut is major. Her cheekbones are popping. And she is here to say a few key sentences. Mm -hmm.
2: She doesn't need to say much. But when she said, just very important. So I was very, she gave, she at the end became my MVP.
1: Yeah. And Lisa obviously cemented herself in the hall of fucking fame. And I also cemented Mary in the Hall of Fame and Jen, because I fucking live for Jen. Yeah, I do too. I ride and I die for one Jen Shaw.
2: Heather and Whitney, though?
1: Heather and Whitney can go fuck themselves. <laughs> so, we, so we start out <laughs> You're with- you dead to me.
2: Lisa finally comes back in her like copper rust dress. In her
1: beautiful slinky dress with her gorgeous extensions. And she's done. She goes, I'm back. Let's go.
2: And she looks, and Andy, I mean, Andy's like, wow, you look like a completely different person. And Lisa goes, I'm good. I'm great. Let's go. <laughs> she looks, she does look flawless.
1: She looks gorgeous.
2: Her tan has like somehow settled.
1: Yeah. E- even now. And like, it wasn't as noticeable.
2: Yeah. The husband's in come the in. third
1: installment. The th- and let me just say, Carrie, I owe you an apology because John comes out looking I'd like Hot. an
2: apology from not only you but others.
1: Did you get trolled a lot for your no John just, a, love?
2: just a few, but like I feel very alone in my beliefs, and I feel very vindicated by this. Look,
1: seems to have put on a little bit of muscle, and like he also partook in a spray tan, and both are doing it for me. And he seems a little cooler, calmer, collected, yet also more engaged. He's maybe more. Camera ready and camera comfortable. Perhaps Lisa got him some media training. And he's
2: hung like a horse. He's yeah. fucking fat. That just schlong. fat Fat dick, John, <laughs> walking <laughs> out on set and ready to go. <laughs> and I'm here for it. I love it.
1: He had to tape his dick to he his legs so to stop his his hitting production it was, like, staff. It was so yeah, it was just, big. He I'm, takes one step and like four people fall down.
2: You know. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm just fucking projecting, but like. I know it's John Hamm style.
1: Yeah. Lisa wouldn't accept anything. (laughs) No,
2: Lisa. Yeah. So I thank you for saying that. I feel really. um, No,
1: I uh, truly I'm sorry. Thank you. And I stand with you.
2: Thank you. I'm glad. Robert's not thrilled to be there. Robert Sr.
1: Who can blame him?
2: He says he goes, I'm not excited for what's coming. Fair. Jen has a bye Felicia fan. Which I was like. "Mm." Okay.
1: Oh, I didn't see that.
2: She like whoosh, picks it out for a second, starts fanning herself, and it says, "By Felicia." Okay. Uh, Seth is skyping in from Canton, Ohio. <laughs> Shout out to Canton. Uh,
1: he's if there's one thing he's truly committed to, it's, it's fucking Ohio. Canton, Ohio. Yeah. Coach Shaw comes out looking yep.
2: looking fresh, so
1: hot, looking so looking hot. fresh.
2: He looks very sexy.
1: He is a gorgeous man.
2: He is, and he's just really.
1: Inside and out. A
2: good man. Good Mm -hmm. heart.
1: Whitney's marshmallow man husband comes out and talks about how he takes to the stripper pole sometimes.
2: Okay. Whitney and her husband look alike. They do. I just have to say that. They look like they
1: could be like an older brother and sister.
2: Yeah, Like he, I was like, wow, they're, they are the same person. Like they, they're, they're either so enmeshed or they just like maybe are related to each other. Yeah. Who knows?
1: I don't trust either of them for one hot second. He sometimes gets on the pole and he actually is very good with his turns. And he's
2: like, This
1: is what Whitney says. (laughs) I am. Ew. Ew. They grossed me out.
2: Why was I half expecting Heather's like zombie ex to be there?
1: He should have been. What's his name? Billy. Billy. Billy Goat Gruff.
2: I wanted to see it. He
1: literally, you know that story. Where are you going? Where have you been? By Joyce Carol Oates. With he's the Arnold. Huffman. He's Arnold Friend. He's Arnold Friend. Like I fully believe he has hubs for feet.
2: Ar- that is one of the A haunting tale, scariest short stories ever written.
1: Featuring Billy.
2: But like, is he Arnold Friend or is he the guy in the front seat of the car who's just like maybe dead? That Arnold Friend is traveling with.
1: He's both of them.
2: Because Arnold Friend is Either sick.
1: way, there's a hoof.
2: Arnold Friend is like, wasn't he, isn't he described as like wearing a face that looks like he's wearing someone else's face?
1: Maybe. I, he is Ugh. like probably sexier than old Billy Boy, but I think that we can all agree that there's something satanic about Billy.
2: There's something very Joyce Carol Oates about him. I agree. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Joyce.
1: Love you, Joyce.
2: Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Joyce <laughs> on- <laughs> Shout the out wildest, to Joyce Carol Oates. The God, we Twitter fucking
1: love her. Wild <laughs> on Twitter. I wish that she listened to the podcast. If she does, hey, Joyce. Do yourself yos. a favor
2: and read a Joyce story today. Yeah. Read Where Are You Going, Fuck Where with Have You Joyce.
1: Been. Mm-hmm. Connie. Andy asks Lisa about her throwing John's Rolex out the window, and she reveals that she picked him up from the airport and it was her birthday and he forgot her birthday. And she said, didn't you forget to say something? And then he said, what, do you want this back here? Take the Rolex back. And she said, you have three seconds to put that back on your wrist or I'm throwing it out the window. And then she goes, one, two, three, and threw it out the window in front of a Taco Bell.
2: And then she was like, now go in there and get me a Diet Coke.
1: Queen shit.
2: Yeah, she's unapologetic.
1: And then he put the Rolex back on. No, I I stand with Lisa.
2: We find out more about Jen and Sharif. So Sharif, Jen is, you know, as, as we found out, she was very upset because Sharif didn't make it to her father's funeral. And she's still harboring a lot of anger at him towards that. But we find out that Sharif did come to visit and he, the father was, in very bad condition in the hospital and then Sharif came and his spirits brightened up I guess they were really close because Sharif I think just has like that magnetic charm and like healing I vibe. would live
1: I would choose to live another day like will myself yeah, to survive 24 to hours if I Sharif. was on my deathbed and Sharif showed up me too yeah
2: and so he was sort of like a the dad brightened up and his like he got a little more like pep in his step when Sharif came and And then Sharif had to leave again for work and Jen was like, maybe if you had been, she kind of like blamed him a little for like, maybe my father would have lived if you had been there, which I think is like a little ridiculous to put on Sharif, but you know, grief is irrational.
1: Yeah. And Jen admits that she didn't know what she was dealing with. And obviously this death hit her like a ton of bricks. So I understand like. And it seems like she's still processing a lot of that pain.
2: Yeah. Whitney's husband, they talk about Whitney's husband, Justin, getting, Whitney and her husband being kind of excommunicated from the church. And Justin got a letter from the church <laughs> that said, like, you're not in the temple anymore.
1: Yeah, they straight up dismissed his ass. Um, and then Heather,
2: and starts, then Heather crying. starts crying. And then Heather
1: starts crying. Because, and I thought she was going to say, like, I also received a letter, but she's crying because she could potentially receive a letter, too. This is me. Okay. And?
2: And then Lisa's like, well, you still go to church, Heather. Like, I still see you in church.
1: Yeah. Lisa's calling bullshit on, like, the whole endeavor. And then Heather's like, well, no, actually, like, the if you are divorced, it's, like, really hard. And then Lisa goes, you can cancel the ceiling. And I was like, excuse? Canceled? I love like Sci-fi. just a term that I know nothing about. Yeah. And I thought she meant like canceled the ceiling, like the ceiling above your head. The glass ceiling. Like, I was like, how are we canceling the ceiling? Like, let me in on this. But then Andy asked her to clarify. And I guess like you can go a step beyond just regular marriage and Mormonism. And you can get sealed for all eternity and beyond to your partner. Yeah, But you can also cancel the seal.
2: She goes, John and I are bound forever in, in the seal and part of the <laughs> temple forever for eternity. We find out, she goes, she goes, Mormons are okay with divorce. She goes, John was married before me. He's divorced. My parents are divorced. Everyone in Their my life is divorced.
1: divorced. Everyone's divorced.
2: She goes, what about it?
1: I love major. Also, like, I don't, I'll bet if you give enough money, you're never going to get a letter dismissing you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Also, like, let's be honest. I would dismiss Justin from this reunion if I could. I would dismiss both him and Whitney from this show. So, like, I understand and I stand with the Mormon religion for dismissing <laughs> yeah. him. I'm sure they were bringing down the vibe. I well, wouldn't want to hang out with them at <laughs> church.
2: We find out it's more about the fact how their relationship, like that, they were, you know, having affairs on their respective spouses. So I think I think adultery is probably looked down upon but like Mormons Mormons be cheating. Mhm. I'm sure everyone in every religion cheats. So it's you know, but I yeah. was I was very tickled by Lisa kind of being like what's the big deal?
1: You can cancel the sealing.
2: John and I are sealed for eternity in the temple. <laughs> i'm <laughs> I'm planet colab
1: literally me being like what ceiling
2: i know it was it just feels like to me and i know i'm not trying to like be offensive but it, like it sounds like cuz i just know nothing there, there's so much mystery to mormonism for me mm-hmm. that there some like i'm like wow this is so out like i don't i have no concept of what she could be talking about and i that's no. and i love that
1: I love it, too. It's very... And Mormonism, I think, does have a very, like, sci-fi element to it. It does. And it is similar to Scientology in that way, like, where they have kind of their own myths and Mm -hmm. there's different planets and whatever. Um, But I'm intrigued, and I would like to know more. And honestly, Lisa's ardent Mormonism, I'm into it. And it makes me Mm Mormon-curious and, like i'm i would love to learn more
2: i think i said it earlier in the season but everyone who wants like a deep dive into the mormon how it came about listen to last podcast on the left has like a four or five part series about mormonism where they go on like a deep deep dive of like brigham young john smith like how it all started it's it's a crazy story and like all the the government was like trying to Basically, like genocide them at one point. Like the president was trying to like get rid of, like Andrew Johnson, I think, was like trying to get rid of them at one point. Like it was, it's I'm sure crazy shit. But also, it was. (laughs) I'm not gonna spoil anything, but like the founder of Mormonism, John Smith, who like wrote the the Book of Mormon.
1: He's a wild one. He's like,
2: his family were like magicians, like they were like into magic with a K. Like they were like into the occult and like the alman like they were almanac people, and like agrarian magicians. So that's all I'm gonna like say about that.
1: Nothing gets people more riled up than religion.
2: Mm. True.
1: I'm like y'all, y'all. It's all fake, anyways. (laughs) Y'all, it's all fake out here. (laughs) It's all fake out here. Let me tell you. No, it's like, it literally is just like, do whatever works for you and makes you feel happy, but you don't need to, like, get all pissy at other people. I mean, that was... If they want to fucking believe in Laura, planets, and like, what? It's like,
2: that's like the cause of every conflict ever. It's like, I know, but like, I'm just
1: trying to level with the world yeah, guys, all could you just and stop? be like, Guys, like, take a fucking chill pill. Yeah. Let people believe whatever they want to believe. It works for them. Yeah, as long
2: as they're not harming, but...
1: You no, know, so many people harm others in the name of their religion. Yeah, or, like, under the, which, gui- like,
2: under the guise of their the religion. I
1: know, but every everyone does that that's, like, religious. Almost, I would say almost everyone does that. Even if the harming is, like, excluding certain people because of their sexuality or, like... Their religious beliefs. It's like.
2: Except Wiccans.
1: Yeah, Wiccans are pretty chill. I think some Buddhists are very chill. Buddhists as well. are chill. Yeah. And maybe like the more Eastern kind of religions. But there are also. What's wild is there are some Buddhists that are like wage wars against other Buddhists. And I'm like, doesn't that go against like everything that you stand for as a Buddhist?
2: Also, the. Dalai Lama was like into Keith Raniere. So. Yeah,
1: so Vanguard. I miss Vanguard. Laura, I can't wait Okay, for the next we need to season. move on. <laughs> is there <laughs> another season? Like, yeah. Fucking all those annoying Vanderpump Nexium people are doing another season of their annoying HBO show, but they're gonna talk to Vanguard on it. That's literally the only reason to tune in to their sorry asses anyways Robert and Mary fight on uh, FaceTime and that's life-giving to me
2: mm-hmm. at one point Mary goes I'm stronger than my husband and he goes she's she right is. and then and then he's like I don't really want to be on this like well he's not happy Andy's like kind of joking with him he's like I know you don't really want to be here and then Mary turns around and goes be nice don't be embarrassing be nice don't be embarrassed she kept saying that and I was like I'm kind of into this
1: I'm into it hugely. It's like like, she sasses him and shuts him up. She she's like talks a bunch of shit to him, and then she goes, "Love you," and turns around and smiles. (laughs) And I was like, "I'm obsessed." Like they've
2: done the impossible of making me done the impossible, Mm -hmm. making me okay with a person marrying semi
1: incestuous (laughs) incest adjacent marriage. Yeah, just became fully okay with me.
2: Well, okay, so Robert kind of gets. And he's like, how do you feel about all the like grandpa fucker things? And he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't like anyone coming for my wife. But also he's like, here's the deal. I married Mary's grandmother when I was 22. I came in like as a, so like I'm not Mary's, you know, I'm not like a grandfather. So he was like, he was like a kid kind of when he was, became Mary's grandfather. Mm-hmm. So he was I'm not, a
1: TikTok teen.
2: I'm not, yeah, I'm not like. I'm not excusing. There still are cult leaders, but
1: I mean, they're up to some wild shit. Some wild, nefarious shit.
2: But like, it makes more sense knowing that it's not like she was like married her like sixty plus year old grandfather. Like she, he was like a young guy when I don't know.
1: I think he was like forty or something. Didn't she say he was like forty? They were like the same as Justin and Whitney's age or something Mm -hmm. like that. And they've been married for 22 years. So, like, they're clearly making it work. They have a good thing going with each other. He listens to her. And then he also says that she is his equal in the church and beyond. And then Mary gives the performance of a lifetime. Just, like, being overcome with emotion and, like, crying. And it made me wish that my grandma had been fucking some hot dude and then died and betrothed him to me is like, maybe they've actually cracked the code on love and marriage.
2: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: This year, love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm trying to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50-80% to less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I'm planning a trip to Italy this summer, and I'm trying to stock up on lots of linen wear for the hot Italian days. And Quince is a great option for linen dresses, pants... Their styles are really comparable with other brands that cost two to three times more. So I'm perusing Quince and having myself a little bit of a shopping spree. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash
2: Andy asked Robert how it felt to watch Mary dealing with Jen specifically, and then you just hear Mary go, Oh God. <laughs> she goes, Oh God. Hell yeah. Oh God.
0: Oh God.
1: <laughs> and Coach Shaw, he. I Dip- was really he's a into diplomat. His, yeah, he is. He's like, could solve international relations because. Mm-hmm. He apologizes to Robert Sr. kind of on behalf of his wife's behavior, but not even in, like, a patronizing, like, Mm-mm. Like normally I would see that and be, like, infuriated, but the way he broke it down was cool.
2: Sharif's a good spokesman for Jen. Like, he's, he does, he's very UN style. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he can broker a lot of deals.
1: They're the literal yin yang twins.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like they go, they complement each other.
2: Yeah. Soulmates.
1: True soulmate.
2: Whitney's dad, Diane Warren is he's off the grid. He's he disappeared, and she hasn't seen him in like a really long time. And she he doesn't answer her texts. So, and Andy was like, "Did something happen? Was there a fight?" And she was like, "No, we." We just, he just took off. And so she has no idea where her dad is. Which is really That's
1: sad. Really sad chills for Diane. Because she clearly has like a lot of demons and now she's on the lamb. Yeah. And it's, it's just.
2: To know where addiction can take someone even in like a relapse, like it's just, there's new, new lows and new heights of bad shit. And I, I really hope that he is found soon or that he's taken care of and cause you know,
1: or that he really gets struck with a desire to really change like that, that clicks yes. and it becomes like the ultimate priority. And that is like truly something you can't like that can only happen within a person like you can't will it to happen like you can't pray like you can't pray it to happen like it just either will or it won't and Mm -hmm. it's such a hard place I felt for Whitney in that moment that's gotta be tough
2: yeah and I, I, I I I give I wish him the gift of desperation and I hope that he runs with it if he gets it and you know I want
1: Diane to hit rock fucking bottom and then rise up like a phoenix from the ashes, start a hair salon, and then write like a tell-all book about her wild fucking life.
2: Yeah, I just, it's sad. Like, also he's on. Truly bounce back. Painkillers, like that can sometimes lead into like heroin. Like that's just, you know, I really hope that her dad gets help.
1: Yeah, it ain't good.
2: He Andy broaches Meredith about Seth.
1: Or wait, the oh. he Andy asks if Diane's hair is real or if it's Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> and Mary laughs. It cuts to Mary and she goes, Ha 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 And then we find out that Diane's hair is all all real. I know. With a head of hair like that, you've got to get your shit together I know. and shine.
2: A star that's star You're, hair.
1: It is star hair. He's been gifted. Not all something. are blessed.
2: Yeah, not all. I I'm sure as hell I'm not. <laughs> I I would give an arm for Diane Warren's mop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I would.
1: Come on, Diane. We can. We know that you can pull through.
2: That paintbrush hair.
1: Oh, uh, you can do it, babe. You can do
2: it. Come on.
1: Come on, Diane. We root for you. I'll never give up hope.
2: Me neither. So Andy asks Seth and Meredith about like their deal, and Meredith goes, "He goes, what's the state of your marriage right now?" And she goes, "Why would I talk about my marriage with these people?"
1: <laughs> Power move.
2: I was like, "Okay." I mean, you're only on a reality show, but I love it. Death. Yeah. Death. Seth. <laughs> <laughs> seth, death <laughs> seth kind of takes the whole blame for why their marriage fell apart
1: Hmm. that was cool because
2: andy's like meredith you you dated other people seth did you ever do
1: that he kind of and he goes i mean not really like i never got over meredith and i was like power i was like work who could yeah meredith's literally stunningly gorgeous
2: Mary's just sitting there like, mm-hmm.
1: But yet not saying anything. And no. being very cagey. Because the first time Andy asked her, he was like, How's your marriage? And she was like, you know, it's fantastic.
2: Well, I think she's worried Andy's gonna ask who the guy was. Okay. I think she's I think she's probably very nervous about like getting that question. So she's been like very
1: Love her just like refusing to play ball on a show that requires you to delve into your personal life in great detail
2: i reserve my right to not speak until an attorney is present
1: i'll be pleading the fifth amendment
2: i will be pleading the fifth amendment on this as well
1: and i'll be disengaging from the conversation
2: that's meredith during like a police interrogation i will be disengaging from this conversation
1: No one tells me who I can and can't be friends with, and I am now disengaging from the conversation. I was like, is Meredith going to be on the next season of this show? It seems like she does not want to be on this show.
2: She's going to be on it. I know that for a fact.
1: Really? I know. I want her to be on it. She's
2: filming. They're filming right now.
1: Sexy. Sexy. We, I yearn for her outfit. I, um, even yearn for the young demon, also that is inhabiting her Utah abode, well, terrorizing both Brooks and Teddy. <laughs>
2: well, at one point, Andy goes. A lot of people wanted to know if you, if Meredith, Seth, if you felt like Meredith turned Brooks against you, because it seemed like you guys had kind of a patchy relationship, which is kind of a fucked up question, and. Mm-hmm. And Seth goes, to know Brooks Marks is to love Brooks Marks. And I was like, ugh. And then I immediately started writing a play called A Father's Love.
1: Yeah. That literally is like a healing statement for all of us to hear, I think.
2: Everyone kind of swoons even like at that statement. All the women. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even I was like, wow, I just don't know Brooks well enough to love him. But I hope to I hope to get him. to that point.
2: I hope he comes on the pod.
1: <laughs> yeah, Brooks, if you're listening, come on the pod. <laughs> Forgive us. Forgive me. <laughs> We've apologized. We, we have. Apologized. Um, then Lisa starts crying about Meredith and Seth because she's obsessed with them and obsessed with them being married. And it was stressing her out that they were having so many marital issues.
2: And then Heather makes like shoots and la- like she goes into the stratosphere with reaching on this one and she starts going, well, how come you can get emotional about Meredith and Seth, but you don't care about my divorce?
1: Shut up, Heather. It's like because they're that's not literally not what she fucking said. But
2: it's also they're not They're She and Meredith are really close friends. She's not close with you. So it's like that's why she's she's more invested in their marriage than your fucking marriage that because she doesn't know anything about.
1: Yeah. Also, she never said that divorce wasn't a big deal. She just said that she, her, her husband was once divorced and her family was divorced. Yeah. So just because you're divorced doesn't mean you're automatically kicked out of the Mormon church. She was not ever talking about divorce being a big deal or not
2: it was just weird i was like that's not what she's saying i'm sorry
1: heather's dead to me honestly she needs to earn my fucking trust back because i've had it with her she's
2: not dead to me but i'm just like very dubious of her and i'm just like wait but heather why are you it's not about you
1: no i've had it about you stop it (laughs) stop it i want you to go march i hope that In the background of this set, which keeps getting better and better to me, there is like a gingerbread-esque cabin behind, like on the right-hand kind of corner that I was admiring and just loving. Shout out to the set designers once again. But I would love for you to fling open the door to that gingerbread house, march over to Heredith. Heather. (laughs) Heather. Grab her by the shoulders.
2: I'll go go, do you consent to me grabbing you by the shoulders right now and she'll go sure and I'll go stop it stop it stop it stop making this about you be better we I was rooting for you and then walk back into the ginger and then like set myself on fire in the gingerbread
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. pour yourself a cup of hot cocoa (laughs) and then set yourself aflame but yeah, she's trying to she keeps trying to frame Lisa as this villain and it just is not working. And honestly, if you're watching this sh- reunion and you stand with Heather, I'm gonna need you to go look at yourself in the mirror mm. and be really brutally honest with yourself about what your actual problems are.
2: Mm. Agreed.
1: Agreed.
2: Um, so Husbands go away. They go back to husbandland.
1: Well, right before they have a like a little moment. Oh, and right. Jen apologizes to Robert Sr. And Robert Sr. graciously accepts her apology. And I truly believe it's water under the bridge with he and Mary. Like, I am oh, yeah. tr- like, they are friends. They're all friends now. And like next season, we'll see them all hanging together. And I can't fucking
2: wait. Sharif and Robert really bond. And they're like, I really respect you. And, and then Andy's like, I see a double date in the future. And they just start laughing and smiling. And I'm like, I do too. Mm-hmm. Robert was very t- sweet with Jen.
1: He was. And like, God love him. I love the Cosby family. Yeah. They really killed it. They turned, they did the impossible. Yep. They're heroes in my eyes.
2: Then we get to uh, kind of Jen's the drama Jen caused and um, or like the drama swirling around her and it gets to Meredith again is like Jen was speaking ill of my family (laughs) and she goes Jen can I ask you a yes or no simple question? And Jen's like, sure. And she goes, if I treated you the way that you treated me, would you call me a loyal friend? And then Jen looks at her and she goes, no. So she owns up to it. Yeah. And then Meredith goes, thank you. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Reliving Jen's Hulk moments, I just realized once again how truly iconic she is
2: oh my god she hulk
1: she hulk reign supreme is a legend in both her own right and the destruction she's caused in the world and the universe
2: yeah we're still rebuilding
1: we're still we have still suffered (laughs) intergalactic wars Mm mm-hmm that have left this planet a shell of its former self due to Jen's she-hulk. But behavior. I respect it. I she had to do what she had to do.
2: Uh we find out we do find out that Jen said <laughs> some pretty gnarly <laughs> shit about Heather though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Heather that is like really pissed at Jen. Because apparently Jed said that Heather, quote, buys off the rack at Dress Barn that she, quote, thinks she's an actress and that, quote, the only role she'd be cast in is a manatee or Shrek. It's,
2: like, (laughs) really mean.
1: I was... When I tell you I was crying out loud... It's like
2: I guess she did this on social media, like in in like Twitter replies or something.
1: Did she do it on social media? It seems that she was doing this like pre Heather confronting her oh, in, oh, the, oh. in the bathtub.
2: So maybe that's why Heather was so, was so pissed, so hurt by her. I mean, I would be. That's that makes me. That was that was really mean. That's really mean yeah. to say. I mean, about if Heather. I found
1: if you had said that about me and then I found out about it, I'd be extremely hurt.
2: Yeah. You'd also like, like... that's just that's just like not, that's like cruel, that's like otherworldly cruel shit to say about your friend about this woman who's supposed to be your best friend. <laughs> your best friend. That's like the like
1: the only role they're going to be cast in is a, either a manatee or Shrek.
2: And then Jen just kind of goes, <laughs> She has, no, she doesn't like deny it." And Mary's like, "Wow." And at one point, Andy asks all the women, he's, he's talking about back at the, the Winona <laughs> Judd, the Winona Judd uh, Connie Britton psychic, and that moment when Jen was the only person that raised her hand when she said, does, does anyone here, who here doesn't trust Heather?
1: Mm-hmm, and Jen.
2: And Andy turns to Mary and he goes, Mary, what do you think about that? And then Mary, <laughs> her eyes are closed <laughs> and she just wakes up suddenly. And she goes, huh? And he's like, "What do you? Th- what did you think about the?" Qu-? He was like a teacher busting someone. He's like, "What yeah, do you think about the?" He
1: knew exactly what he was doing too.
2: He goes, "Were you just asleep?" And she goes, "No, no, and I'm she goes, and he, no, I, I don't I, remember." And he goes, "It's happened a few <laughs> times this this reunion." Mary was just fully sleeping.
1: I love it. Power. And Also, if I were Mary, I would sleep too because honestly, I'm sick of Heather's complaining and her drama is boring to me. And I would quietly nod off myself
2: crazy like i loved it
1: also she wakes up and then she (laughs) (laughs) looks at andy and she kind of like tries to like she's like grasping the air kind of like trying to buy herself just a moment Mm -hmm. before she answers and i was like i have fully been this yeah like like,
2: just getting getting your bearings like if you're ever in like a lecture or something or like a a a class and like the teacher knows you weren't paying and like you're just like um you just give always give yourself a moment
1: god was was telling her i can't i can't remember (laughs) i love i love i can't remember is also a power response to to falling asleep You neither have to own it, nor do you have to deny it. You simply cannot remember. But that
2: was also her reaching out to the Lord. The Lord told her what was being said.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And she goes, I did hear the question that you asked. And he goes, okay, what was it? And she goes, what was my reaction to Heather Jen raising her hand and saying she doesn't trust Heather?
2: And then she's like, I think she just did it to dig Heather. Perfect answer.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And he goes, wow. And she goes, (laughs) <laughs> it is literally Mary's world, and we are all just lucky to be we existing are. at the same time as her. She's a national treasure.
2: Put her in Fort Knox. On it. Protect Preser- her at pr- all costs. Protect her at all costs.
1: She posted an Instagram video of her in like Venice trying to get a photo op on like one of the k- bridges over the canals or whatever. And whoever was taking the photo, Mary. Has like a Chanel little fanny pack on, and she's like posing, and this like tourist lady like kind of walks into the frame, and then Mary's like, oh, and like claps her out of the fl- uh, out of the frame. I love it. I love her. She doesn't
2: have time for Taurus. She
1: has... I I don't remember.
2: I don't remember. Did so I that's do my that? New
1: answer for everything.
2: Um. Then, this is, then it becomes things become like kind of complicated and Jen brings up a very valid point that there is like an obvious, you know, stereotype trope on, especially in reality TV of like a woman of color getting aggressive. And that's like a very racist trope that's been fought against and people are still fighting it. And Jen was kind of bringing up the point like Whitney and Heather talking about how aggressive she is all the time is she felt like that was sort of playing into that trope of like the what the innocent white women being like this woman of you know what i mean
1: yeah and also like the fact that they were like specifically when they were in vegas and that connie Britton charlatan was like trying to get them all to talk out their issues and jen felt like she was kind of coming for her telling her to be quiet and like ganging up on her and that was like triggered a lot of ptsd for her because that she's probably been in multiple situations like that in the past even as like a child Mm -hmm. and that i didn't even think about that like in the time that it was happening but then hearing her kind of explain it like it did resonate a lot like that would be fucked up to be in that situation yeah the only person of color in that group
2: yeah and i think i think she's You know, I think Jen has that
1: group who is in Vegas.
2: I think Jen has a lot of like volatile, like just separate of everything. I think she does have, I mean, hitting someone is never.
1: She has a lot of rage issues. She has rage
2: issues. And I think those are. are Yeah. That are maybe not. But I do think she has valid points about especially Heather and Whitney.
1: Totally. About them kind of playing that card. Especially when Whitney's like, Jen threatened my life. And. It's like she didn't fucking threaten your life. Jen, I don't like she Jen. made a, a threat against my life. And she can she can hulk out with the best of them. But I never, ever would believe that Jen is going to kill someone or that like your life is in danger. No, because of Jen Shaw. Like that is just out of the realm of possibility.
2: Whitney was playing, like, the whole, like, who, me kind of thing. And she was totally doing that. She did
1: threaten my life. She did
2: threaten my life. And then Lisa at one point goes, oh, she was just saying that. She goes, I say I'm going to slip my wrists all the time.
1: (laughs) Truly a queen after my own heart.
2: She just says it, like, kind of off to the side.
1: Yeah, just kind of mutters it, like, offering backup, but not trying to make it about her. And I was like, thank you, fucking one voice of reason in this, like, argument. I'm sorry, but like, if Je- like any normal person would know that Jen's just saying, and it's just, it's true. She's being like funny. Yeah. If someone told me the only reason you're not dead behind your apartment right now is because of this, I would laugh. <laughs> I would not be like you threatened, threatened me. my life, and now I will have to tell Heather that my life has been threatened.
2: You did threaten me, Jen.
1: You,
2: <laughs> you did. You did threaten to drown me in a lake.
1: She literally didn't.
2: She was just being very emphatic.
1: Yeah. And then Mary, I don't think she meant to say it. Well, she didn't mean to say this, but it was truly the biggest dig of all. And I was team Mary for life. Maybe she she did mean to say it. I know. She goes, I think Whitney and Heather just inbreded with privilege, and I was like, not only did you say they're like it's a dig that works on f- like four different levels, and she basically called them inbred, which I honestly I stand with her, and I think they are very inbred. She,
2: yeah, she's she kind of says like it's my opinion, you know. Here is this a black woman saying this that she she feels these. You know, she's the, the one black woman in the cast, and she's saying, I feel Whitney and Heather particularly give off a vibe that they're superior because of their white privilege. And then they're very like, you know, I understand there's white privilege. There's been a conversation about the Latin. Heather's like, I'm learning, I'm listening, you know, and all that. And then it's just like, they kind of like, especially Whitney, she's completely like unfaith. She's like, I'm the- no, you're, she's kind of like, you're wrong.
1: Yeah, in this moment, it just got, it got so heated and I understood, I guess, why both parties were angry, but because I guess, like, then Whitney and Heather are mad that Jen is, like, on social media calling them racists, but Jen is basically saying, like, this is how I feel in the situation and this is why it's a problem, and... They really need to, in this moment, just like listen to Jen and not attack her. Listen to and Jen let and Mary. Her say, yeah, like let them say what they need to say and Agreed. then talk about it normally. Like, not try. It's like you don't have to like protest. Like, no one thinks that you're like a fucking clan member. Like, chill out. She's just expressing and just, like, an listen experience. To her that... When she says, yeah, that
2: this is, a, and it's a true, it's a true, it's like a, a fact. And they do acknowledge it to some degree, but they're very. It's kind dismissive, of, though. It was yeah. Like... And then Jen kind of gets upset and she leaves to go to Sharif. And you just see Whitney just calls Justin on the phone and she's like slouched in her seat. And she goes, She goes, <laughs> goes Hey, are you still here? The racist ac- accusation just came up. So, like, I was like, Okay, so you were expecting this. Yeah. It's like. At some... Like, you were fully ready, prepared for this. So, like, I don't know. Maybe just listen. If you're already worried... You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just weird.
1: It's a weird... It took a weird turn. And then, obviously, like, Coach Shaw slays again. And he and Jen have, like, a grounding moment. Mm Mm-hmm. And...
2: God, I... I... (laughs) He's amazing.
1: <laughs> Truly. And then Jen comes back and everyone is like a little bit. They don't really circle back to the conversation.
2: Mm-hmm. But. And it kind of just ends with, you know, the wrap up of everyone's, you know, what's going on. Did everyone what did everyone feel like?
1: What did they Andy poses the question? What did you learn? by about yourselves by being on the season
2: and everyone says something even whitney's like Mm -hmm. i need i need to the way i say things needs to be more careful
1: and i need to work on my timing my
2: timing is very important why am i speaking like i'm irish
1: i don't know i can't even nail whitney's like whole shtick because I'm just not channeling today. And then it gets to
2: Meredith and she just goes, (laughs) basically says, you all need to apologize to me,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: but I forgive all of you for what you've done to me.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she ends with saying, trust needs to be earned. And then sits back and I was like, the queen has fucking spoken. She has. And then they just. Bring out a bunch of meatballs for everyone to eat, which I was like, "That's disgusting, but also Looks probably great. delicious." Yeah, I just am wondering, like, how long, like, are they, how fresh are they? Have they been sitting under a heater for a long time? Oh, like they're it's New York, Seven Eleven hot dog, New York, because like, they they filmed this New in New York. Yeah,
2: and then they start snowing and on the set, like fake snow comes down, and they're all like,
1: "Wow, I love." Indie's like. Jen, since you're the CEO of Fun, like, why don't you come up with a meatball cheers? And Jen says, like, a cheers. And then Lisa goes, to meeting in the middle. And I was like, that's really smart.
2: Yeah. And then it starts snowing. And at one point, Mary tastes it. And she goes, that's not real snow.
1: I don't think that's snow. I said, give them a war. Give, the they went all out on this set, and I need recognition. That was an
2: amazing moment. I don't think this is real. I would, listen, I would taste it.
1: It's Grove snow, I'll bet. I think it's that, like, yeah. um, it's, like, soap particles yeah. that they, like. How would go? I've done that at the Grove, and it's chemical.
2: <laughs> Just living your chemtrail truth.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to see. Okay, who do you think like? Let's do like House, SLC, Housewives, Zodiac, and like, what is your sign? I think you're a bit of a Meredith. I'm
2: I'm like a Meredith with a gen Rising. Okay, so I get I can be reactive and reactionary and um get angry and or get heated up, mm-hmm. but I'm also like Meredith. I'm very like I'm a little guarded in some ways yeah you
1: um i'm trying to think
2: you're definitely a lisa
1: i have a lisa with maybe with a meredith rising
2: Mm. i see both of that Mm -hmm. fuck though i'm probably (laughs) probably fucking whitney at the end of the day
1: no you're not
2: i am a whitney a little bit of like getting Sometimes I put my foot in my mouth or like sometimes I get into situations. No, I'm actually not a Whitney at all.
1: You're not a Whitney at all. Mm-mm.
2: Maybe a little bit you of a Heather. You have no Whitney
1: in your chart. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm definitely. Maybe, I'm, I think I'm actually both more, of us have a little Heather in our chart. I'm probably
2: more Heather than Meredith. And I'm, I'm probably a Heather Jen. No?
1: I still see Meredith.
2: All right, please. I'm, I'm happy to take a Meredith. <sighs>
1: Yeah, but I I see what you mean about Heather. Like I think I have a little Heather in there too.
2: I think everyone does in some degree.
1: Mhm. Yeah, but probably like a Lisa. Maybe like a Lisa with a Heather rising. I love that.
2: Unforge. Yeah. What a season though. I mean
1: I'm excited now for the show to come back and I ride and into the sunset where I then die for this show.
2: Me too. I'm I'm ready. We did
1: a good we did a great. We followed we followed our guts and we got to We got
2: rewarded. Paymon came through. We got rewarded
1: ultimately. Yeah. Paymon
2: came through and showered us in in gifts at the end because of our patience and
1: mm-hmm. we were
2: honest. We didn't pretend to be like no. into it and we got rewarded because it ended up being great. So I'm ready for mm-hmm. season 2. I'm ready for a Post-COVID, hopefully. Well, no, they're filming now, so it's going to be during COVID still. But, you know, I'm ready for more, and I'm going to miss it. I will miss it.
1: I will, too.
2: I find that I miss it. I you do miss it. You did
1: threaten my life.
2: You did threaten my life.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to see where next season takes us. I look forward to seeing Lisa, entrepreneur. Above and beyond the call of duty, and you know. Until next time,
2: guys. We're gonna we're we're thinking of a new series to do, so hang tight while we figure it out. But there will be another recap coming soon.
1: Yeah, there will be more. And in the meantime, follow Carrie at eCarrieO.
2: Follow Lars at Lars Marie.
1: And shout out to Jonathan Cornman, editor at large.
2: Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. And
1: thank you so much to Jonathan Cornman.
2: And tell us how you thought of the season, what you want more of, what you want less of, who you want less of, who you want more of. Yeah. All of that.
1: DM us on the Patreon. And
2: we'll see you next time.
1: Bye. We'll see you next time.
0: That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X.com.
1: ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
0: This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops, if we're stopping to get gas.